0: Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week four of the topic of holiness, which we've been talking about all month long. I hope that y'all have enjoyed it. I hope that you've learned from it and been able to apply it to your own life. So we've talked about what holiness is. We've talked about the holiness of God. And we've also talked about the commandment that we have to holiness. This week, we're talking about sanctification. What a big churchy word, sanctification. We're talking about the process of being sanctified and what that looks like in our lives. Before we get into this episode, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another day for us to learn, grow, and become exactly who you want us to be. I pray that as we learn that we apply this to our lives, that we allow you to do a sanctifying work in us so that we can look more like you each and every day. We love you so much and we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. So like I said, this week we're talking about the process of sanctification. We're going to break down what that word even means and how that looks in our lives. So y'all know what we're about to start with a definition. The definition of sanctification is the action of making or declaring something holy or the action or process of becoming free from sin or purified. So some big keywords in what I just said was making, declaring. You hear that? That's a present tense thing. That means that it's a process. It's not something that is overnight, but it is In that present tense stage, which means that it is happening over time. Another key word is holy because we're talking about holiness. And then it says the action or process. It is a process. And we'll get into that. But I want that to just be known right from the beginning, right from the jump. It's a process. This is not something that you just wake up and, oop, I'm sanctified. Oop, I'm fully sanctified. There's a process of Work that God does in our lives, and He does that for the entirety of our lives. And then, lastly, it says being free from sin or purified. Purification, once again, is a process. You can even think about that in like a scientific way with chemicals, a purification process. It takes time, and the same thing applies to us. And even just if you look at the word sanctification, sanctus, which is the first part of that word, is a Latin. Is a, it's a root word is Latin and that means holy. That is what sanctification is. So a couple key things to note about sanctification. The first thing is that this will never end until Jesus comes back. The process of sanctification will not end until Jesus comes back. It's a process. and lastly, this is huge. Sacrifice is required for holiness. So once again, sanctification process is a process. It will never end until Jesus comes back and sacrifice is required for holiness. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Keep listening. We'll get into it. So there's some verses that I want to read regarding sanctification and it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 2 through 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 2 through 8. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in these matters, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness, Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So this is a commandment that we have. Going back to verse 3 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. The process of becoming holy, the process of becoming more like God. Remember, the other weeks we shared that the Lord wants us to be holy, The Lord has said, be holy as I am holy. So this process of becoming holy is the will of God. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to live out the will of God in my life, right? I'm trying to do anything that I can to make sure that I'm pleasing to the Father and that I'm abiding by what he wants for my life. Will I always be perfect? No. Is this worth it and, and making the decision to daily strive to be more like God? Is that worth it? Absolutely. So going back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, this is God's will for us to be holy. If you skip down to verse 7, it says, For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. He's not called us to live in sin, to stay dirty, to stay a hot mess. He wants us to become holy, right? That's why when God saves us from our sins, he doesn't just save us and then just like, all right, cool, that was fun. He wants to now do a work in us. We're not... Fixed just because we're saved, right? When you pray the prayer of salvation, the Lord does a work in your life. In the spiritual sense, all your sins are forgiven. In the physical sense, are there still things that you have to fix in your life? Yes, I got saved. I didn't stop cursing right away. I was still basically living pretty ratchet. I still was struggling with pornography. I was saved. I was redeemed by the Lord through his blood. Was there still a work that needed to be done in my life? Yes, is there still a work that needs to be done in my life in this current day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yes, there is always something that the Lord is doing in me. And so this is something I just want to pause for a second and just address this. This is something that I am an advocate for is that when you see people on their journey with Christ, don't judge what chapter, what part of the story that they're on. A new believer, someone who just gave their life to Christ is not going to be as spiritually mature as someone that has been serving the Lord for years and years and been walking with the Lord for years, right? When we look at babies, we don't, we don't judge them if they say no, right? We teach them and we, and we allow them to learn, but we don't judge them every time they say no, or we don't judge them every time that they fall, every time that they poop or pee on themselves. Why? Because we know that they're not there yet. We're not mad at a six-month-old for having a poopy diaper. We may be mad at a 23-year-old that's no mental issues, no underlying conditions. You're just walking around with a poopy diaper, right? So we have to make sure that we're doing the same thing spiritually. We're all on this journey of sanctification. Make sure that you're not trying to compare someone who's been saved for two whole days to someone who's been walking with the Lord for 20 years, There is a process that has been happening, hopefully, in that time. And so someone who's been walking with the Lord for 20 years is going to be more spiritually mature. They're going to be showing their gifts. They're going to be just further along in their journey with God. And that is okay. So that was just, that was free. That wasn't even my notes, but I want to just highlight at y'all real quick and go ahead and give you that information. But remember, going back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we're looking at verse 7. God has called us to holiness. He's not called us just to stay, live in a hot mess. Once he saves us, he wants to sanctify us. Once he saves us, he wants to sanctify us. Those are two different things. Salvation is the occurrence of is that event of the Lord washing away your past sins, you declaring Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and Him making you new. Sanctification is the process that happens after the salvation. And look at verse 8. This one, this one kind of hits heavy. This is a straight shooter kind of verse. Verse 8, Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives His Holy Spirit to you. So when you are choosing not to walk in holiness, when you are choosing not to strive towards holiness... And allow God to do a sanctifying work in you when you're not doing that, you're actually disregarding God. Here's the thing. we don't get to pick and choose what we want to do when it comes to the Word of God. I've had some conversation with people recently about a whole different topic, not regarding holiness per se, but just them just saying, "Well, I don't agree with that part of the Bible, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, no, we don't we we don't have that option. I'm <laughs> sorry." um, yeah, we don't have that option. And what I have encouraged them with is that all Christians struggle with something. There's something that everyone is like, oh, I really don't want to do that. I got to walk in love. I got to love my enemies. I got to put others before myself. I have to love my neighbor as myself. Maybe there's different commandments that you've seen in the word of God that you're like, "Mm -mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know how I feel about that. This is the beauty of the relationship that we have with God is that we're able to be real with him, let him know how we're feeling. He already knows, but we're we're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with him, letting him know how we feel and wrestling with that topic and allowing him to reveal the truth about that situation, about that certain topic, about that certain commandment so that you can walk in it and obey what he has said. Same thing goes here with, with sanctification. We don't have an option. If we're wanting to please God, if we're wanting to be in God's will, then we have to allow Him to do a sanctifying work in us. We don't want to be the ones that are disregarding God. I do not want that for any of us. So let that not be said of us. Let that not be said that we're disregarding Him because we're not choosing to surrender to the sanctification. So, as I mentioned earlier, sanctification is a process, and we are daily being perfected into who God wants us to become. This requires constant surrender to him, constant surrender to that sanctifying process. And this is when we're allowing him to not just be savior, but also Lord. You hear those terms kind of go together, Lord and savior, Lord and savior. But here's the thing. We all want him to be savior, right? We all want him to save us. We all want him to step in and rescue us out of our, out of our mess. But then do we allow him to be Lord? That's a different question. Lord means authority, rulership. That means that we're allowing him to have control of our lives. And so we have to make sure that we're checking ourselves so that Jesus isn't just savior, but he's also Lord of our lives. Because when we surrender to the sanctifying process, that is when he truly is Lord of our lives. And that's when we're giving him full reign to change us into who he wants us to be. But we have to make that decision first. And so going to back to the sanctifying process, you may be kind of like, what in the world? Like, how? What is that even, you know, like, how does that really display itself in our lives. And we're going to talk about that next week as far as what that looks like to live that out. Holiness on display. What that looks like in our lives. Another point that I brought up earlier was that holiness requires sacrifice. Holiness requires sacrifice. And this is kind of where we're going to hang out for the rest of the episode. I want to bring up some different points here. So if you've been following us through this year as we go as we've gone through the topic of back to the basics, then You'll remember that several months ago, we did the topic of access. We talked about access to God the Father, what that means. We talked about what it used to be, what it is now. And so if you haven't caught up on that, maybe you just jumped on, maybe you just found this podcast and you're listening for one of the first times, I would encourage you to scroll back up. I believe it's in April or May. It's in one of the, It's it's. we did it a couple months ago and one specific episode that I would encourage you to listen to is titled Access That Was Then, This Is Now. Obviously, I would encourage you to listen to the full month to get the full understanding. But as we're talking about specifically about the sacrifices that, we're not, that I'm about to mention, then the episode acts as that was then, this is now, explains a little bit more in depth of what I'm covering today. So... In the old testament sacrifices were made and they were physical animal sacrifices we see a lot of it in exodus and leviticus the commandments that were given to the people at the time and they had to do that sacrifice to atone for their sins atone another big fancy churchy word what does it mean atone means to pay for sin or to be redeemed And so, like I said, they would sacrifice these animals, bulls, goats, rams, as a way to pay for their sins or to redeem themselves and basically make things right in God's eyes. Now we no longer have to do that. Why? Because we got Jesus. Jesus came, paid the ultimate sacrifice, praise the Lord. And now we don't have to sacrifice the physical animals. He paid that ultimate sacrifice for us. And I always make the joke and I say, I'm glad we don't have to do that because there would not be enough animals left because I would have taken them all myself with all the sacrifices that I personally would have to make. Y'all would have been smooth out of luck because I would have taken all of them with all my mess, right? Like just keeping it real. Sometimes it'd be like that. So why did they have to do those sacrifices? So here's the thing. And like I said, I give a full in-depth teaching about it in that podcast episode. So scroll back if you need to. But just as a small recap, God's a holy God, right? We talked about the holiness of who he is. We talked about his holiness. God is a holy God, and he wanted to be in communion with the people. But he and his holiness could not commune with them in their sin. He's too holy to abide with those who are unholy. And this is why we appreciate Jesus's sacrifice so much, because Jesus has become the mediator, the in-between between us and God, the Father, because in our own mess, we are not worthy enough. But that was what that was why he, why he did that. And so that's what they had to do then. So here's the thing. God has not changed. He still wants communion with us. And that's why he sent his son to pay that ultimate sacrifice. The end goal of him wanting relationship with us has stayed the same though. And he also hasn't changed in the sense that he still requires holiness from us right? And we hear like, oh, they had to sacrifice bulls, goats, and rams. Oh, cool. I don't have to do that anymore. That is true. You are correct. But there is still things that we have to do in our own lives to still bring forth that sacrifice. Remember, holiness still requires sacrifice. We're not sacrificing bulls and rams anymore. We're sacrificing things in our own lives. This is what happens in that process of sanctification, So you may be asking, okay, so like, if I'm not sacrificing an animal, what am I sacrificing? Like, what is that? How do I do this? How do I live this out? Great question. I got you, sis. So here's some things. Here's some examples of things that we will be sacrificing as we go along this process of sanctification. Letting go of old habits, changing our attitudes, changing our perspectives, cleaning up our language, being mindful of how we present ourselves, removing things, situations, that don't look like God or don't represent him well. And overall, choosing daily to be less like us and more like him. John chapter three, verse thirty says he must increase, but I must decrease. That means I want God to be the most prominent thing of my life. I need to step back. I need to, it needs to be less of my flesh. It needs to be less of what I I want and what I think I need and letting God be and complete control of my life, these are things that we can be doing that we can surrender to as the Lord sanctifies us. Holiness still requires sacrifice, it's just looking different now. And let's look at one more verse to fully help you understand what this is all about. We're gonna to go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. And once again, this is what it's looking like to submit to that process. Look, it says we're cleansing ourselves. We're we're sacrificing ourselves from these things that are defiling us from things that are not beneficial to our lives. Bringing holiness to completion, this is how we're able to go through that process of holiness. It's a purifying process. If you've ever heard of how gold is made, it's heated up and as it's heated up, all the impurities of the gold rise to the surface. And so those that are handling the gold can scrape off that top layer of impurities, put it back into the fire, and then repeat that process time and time again. I think it's maybe up to like seven times, I believe. I could be wrong. Don't fully quote me on that. But I know it is a repetitive process. And so once the gold comes out, it's scraped off the, the more of the impurities, the things that are not making it pure gold get scraped off and thrown out and then the The gold goes back in the fire until all the impurities are gone. This is what God is doing in our lives. He is purifying us. He is refining us. He's going to scrape off some things in our lives. He's going to scrape off our foul language. He's going to scrape off any addictions that we have. He's going to put us back in the fire. And the fire can look like going through, quote unquote, tough situations in life or uncomfortable situations in life. Fire is a beautiful thing. It's a refining, cleansing thing, but it is hot. It's hot. Even if it's meant for good, beneficial things, even if it's meant to purify gold, that doesn't change the essence of the fire itself. So God will send people. God will allow situations. God will allow circumstances to purify you, but they won't always feel good. That doesn't mean that they are not for your benefit. They're for your good, but it may not always feel good when you're put back in a fire. But when He comes, when you when pulls you out the fire he's going to scrape off some more maybe now he's scraping off laziness he's changing your character he puts you back in he takes you back out he will continue to do this until you see him face to face god is refining us god is purifying us he's always scraping off that top layer to make us more and more holy and then the last part of that verse, it says, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. I've touched on this briefly a couple times, but um, just to keep it nice and brief, the fear of God is a reverencing kind of fear. We're not scared like haunted house type scared. We fear of God means to reverence him to, it means that we understand how holy, powerful and mighty he is and that he is way bigger than we ever could be. And that, that fear of God, that reverencing, because we reverence him, we want to live for him. So that's summing up sanctification. It's not going to end until Jesus comes back. It's a process and the process requires sacrifice. Holiness requires sacrifice. We let God do a work in our lives. We surrender to the sanctification and we will see, we will see ourselves transformed in ways that we have never thought possible. We will see God in new ways and we will just continue to fall more in lo- fall more in love with Jesus as the time goes by. So switching gears a little bit, how to make this thing pop? How do we apply what we've learned into our three foundational principles of purpose, obedience, and prayer? Starting off with the first P for purpose. Sanctification brings us closer in line to our purpose. The more, Remember, we talked about the fact that we have a holy purpose. A holy God gives us a purpose. Therefore, we have a holy purpose. We're set apart. We're sanctified in this process of living out our purpose. The more holy we become, the more we look like God, the more that we are able to live for him and live out what he's called and commanded us to do. The O stands for obedience. Sanctification is part of being obedient. Remember, we talked about the fact that it's God's will for us to go through the process of sanctification. We want to make sure that we're obedient to that and living that out in our lives each and every day. Last but not least, the last P stands for prayer. Prayer will keep you... As you're going through this purification and sanctification process. And it will actually keep you wanting to be sanctified. As you're praying, as you're spending time with the Lord, pray that the Lord changes the desires of your heart so that it's not just all about what your flesh wants, but that you're surrendering to what God wants for your life. So that's how we make this thing pop. We don't have any questions for this week, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you haven't already, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. Big announcement, we are starting a newsletter in 2022. If you are interested in getting this weekly newsletter send an email to christianghostpop at gmail.com and i'd love to put you on the list once again if you're wanting to be part of the weekly newsletter for 2022 shoot me an email at christianghostpop at gmail.com and i'll put you on the list make sure you check out our website y'all get you some merch we have our christian ghost pop shirt we have the purpose obedience prayer and jesus already loves you so much bracelets christmas time is coming up these make perfect stocking stuffers i love for you to get some even if it's for yourself put a bracelet on your list send the link to them you can find all that on our website whoever you're sending your christmas list to send them the link be like hey girl this is what i want for christmas hey dad this is what i want for christmas this makes perfect these make perfect gifts for yourself as well as for others if you're interested in donating to this ministry you can donate via paypal with the email address, cgpopdonate at gmail.com. You can donate on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop and on Cash App at dollar sign Christian Girls Pop. Also wanted to mention, happy Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving happens this week. Happy Thanksgiving. I pray that you spend the best time with your family, with your friends, eat some yummy food. You're probably gonna knock out on the couch afterwards. Hug your family. Life is short. Spend time with those that you love. And I pray that you just stay in a spirit of gratitude, not just on Thanksgiving, but throughout this week that you're able to remember what God has done in your life. Take time to thank God for what he's done in your life and what he is continually doing in your life. He loves you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.